Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show. I am in a particularly chipper, friendly mood today because, drum roll please, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Did I just sing on my own podcast? (laughs) I think I did that one time before, but yes, I don't know why I did that. I just sang. It is my birthday though, and I promise I will try to never subject you to it again my singing. But anyway, today is my birthday and I couldn't think of a better way to spend my birthday than with all of you recording a new podcast episode on goal setting. Yes, it is that time of the year, December, when we start thinking about 2020. Is it like how how crazy is it that it is like going to be 2020 in less than 30 days? A new decade 2020 that's i feel so old it just sounds like it's far away but anyway 2020 this is the time of the year when we start putting our goals on paper thinking about how do we want to make next year better than this year and today's episode is going to be for you if you really want to be able to do this differently this year to make sure that you don't go into another year setting some goals for yourself that get you excited only to fizzle out several months later and find yourself right back in the same place that you were at the end of the year that you were in the beginning of the year. I'm going to be giving you three huge mistakes that people make when it comes to setting goals because I want to help you avoid doing these things this year. So Before I get into that, I want to give a shout out to our listener of the week, somebody that left us a review. And thanks to all of you that have been leaving reviews. I love reading each and every one of them. But today's reviewer of the week is Tiffany M. Tiffany shared that I listened to your Black Friday podcast and I implemented it all, all five strategies. That's pretty impressive. She said, I had one day volume equal to half of my normal monthly volume just because of the strategies that I taught. She said, I am the bomb.com. Tiffany's words, not mine, but Tiffany, I have to agree with you. At least I agree that those strategies were the bomb.com. So Tiffany, congratulations. I'm so excited to hear that. And hey, listen, just a little bit of a secret to all of you. It may be, you know, Black Friday is over, Cyber Monday is over, but you want to know what? Those strategies will work anytime you want to use them. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that Black Friday episode, I think it was just a couple of episodes before, number 123, I believe, you can implement those strategies whenever you want and they'll still work for you in your business. So let's get into talking about goal setting. Now, there are going to be a couple of episodes that I reference in this podcast today. I've done two previous episodes that are tied into the message today. Episode number 72 was titled Creating Your Breakthrough Year. I filmed, uh, recorded that one at the beginning of 2018. You'll definitely want to check that out as a follow-up to this episode. It's got some really, really powerful stuff in there in terms of helping you create goals for 2020. And then episode 115, which was titled The Magic of Thinking Big, that's a really good one too. That's going to perfectly complement what I'm going to be sharing with you here today. 
But these three mistakes that I'm going to share with you, these are things that I did for years in my business that kept me stuck. I wish I would have known these things earlier. And my goal was by sharing this information with you today, I want to make sure that you have the best chance to make 2020 your year, your breakthrough year. And I promise you, if you can avoid these three very common traps, you've got a far greater chance of actually achieving the results that you want. And here's what I know about most of you, many of you, because you tell me, you've got the goal setting side of things down, right? Goal setting hasn't been a problem for you. It's really goal achievement. It's following through. So we're going to really focus on strategies and tactics that will not just help you set goals, but will actually help you follow through and achieve them. So let's get into mistake number one. So the first huge mistake I see people making when it comes to setting goals is this. They do not complete their past. What I mean by that is when you're sitting down, getting ready to plan out your 2020 and your future to develop that vision, that exciting, compelling vision, what I want to make sure you do this year is that you look back to 2019 before you look forward to 2020. I first learned about this concept from Michael Hyatt. I love Michael Hyatt. He's one of my favorite mentors when it comes to productivity, leadership, goal setting. But here's what completing the past means. It's understanding that you must take time to reflect backwards before you can move effectively into the future. And I will share with you, in my experience, very few entrepreneurs ever do this when it comes to goal setting and planning. And now most of us don't do it because let's be honest, we can't wait to get into the next year, right? We can't wait for 2019 to be over because more times than not, it didn't really go the way that we wanted it to, right? So we're just anxious to like turn the page. Like, I don't know if you're like me, but doesn't it feel so good when you know you're at the end of a year that didn't really go the way you want and you sit down and you just turn that page of your journal and you got that fresh page and it it says 2020 at the top of the page. Like, do you ever feel like me where I just, I get like a little shot of enthusiasm and excitement because I'm like, okay, so I can read, now I can create the future that I want. But the problem is this, is that if you move forward without looking backwards, as painful as it might seem, that's a huge, huge error in planning. Here's why. Taking the time to think backwards and reflect on your past helps you to learn from your past. And learning from your past is necessary if you want to create a better future. See, when we don't take the time to intentionally think back and learn from our mistakes, that's why we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. So you must complete your past before you can build a better future. Now, one of the things that I want to make sure you do differently this year is this to learn from 2019, as good or bad as it was, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you understand it's over. It's in the past. It can't hurt you. It can't affect you any longer. The point of this exercise is not to have you dwell and get more disappointed or discouraged on what you didn't do. It's to help you move forward stronger, wiser, and better equipped to make sure that 2020 is different for you. Now, when you take the time to do this, Here's what you start to realize, and this is such an important point, that some of your greatest disappointments of 2019 can actually lead to your greatest opportunities of 2020. So here's what I want you to do as an exercise. I want you to take some time to sit down 
and I want you to pull out your calendar. And I want you to go through month by month and recollect the things that you did. Look at your production for your team. What did you do each month in volume? And what were some of the things that you had happen in your business? And I know you probably won't be able to recollect everything, but just do your best to really go through and give yourself an honest appraisal. And there's four questions that I want you to answer. Here's question number one. How would you grade your performance of your business last year? Scale of one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. Give yourself a number, be honest. How would you grade your performance? Number two, what did you accomplish that you were most proud of? Now, this is also something as entrepreneurs, we do not do a very good job of, right? We're conditioned to focus on what we don't have, what didn't go the way we wanted, the negative. A lot of times we get so caught up in the hustle of just achieving and what's next, we take very little time to think back and reflect on what we did do. And it may not for 2019 for you, it might not have been a big business accomplishment or an increase in volume or income. Maybe it was an increase in you, in your mindset, in your habits, in your attitude, something related to your growth. Maybe you got rid of a toxic relationship that was in your life. Maybe you left a job that you were miserable. Maybe you got your personal health in order, right? It could be whatever. Just think back and appreciate a little bit like what you did right in 2019 because we beat ourselves up too much. Here's question number three. What disappointments or regrets did you experience this past year? Now, you might be kind of scratching your head like, hmm, wait, Bob, why do you want me to focus on my regrets or disappointments? Like, isn't the whole idea don't dwell in the past and move to the future? Well, I'll come back to that in a second because that's a really important question. And then the fourth question is, what were the major lessons that you learned from last year? Now, look, I'll tell you, set aside a couple of hours and really think about this. Pull the wisdom from this past year so that it gives you the foundation to move forward. Now, let's talk a little bit about question number three, though, because this is the kind of, I remember the first time I learned this, it was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. I was like, why do I need to go back and focus on the regrets and the disappointment, right? Why would I want to go back and rip the Band-Aid off those things? Because look, sometimes some of you have gone through things this year that have been very painful experiences that you would very easily want to just not think about anymore. But I want to introduce something to you called the opportunity principle. This is also something that I learned from Michael Hyatt. The opportunity principle states that we feel regret the strongest where the opportunity for improvement is the greatest. Look, the missed opportunity for so many people when it comes to the goal setting process is they never give themselves the gift of looking back to get the wisdom to help them create that better future, right? Because they don't understand this and they don't do it, they miss out on the biggest opportunities they have for becoming better. Look, there's been so many studies done on regrets, and you can look them up. But here's what they found, is that your feelings of dissatisfaction and disappointment are the strongest where your chances for corrective action are the greatest. Our biggest regrets point us to the best opportunities we have. So we've got to be able to look back, right? So as you go through those four questions I gave you, I really, really want you to focus on your answer to number three and think about it like this. Why do you regret those things? Why are those things your biggest disappointments? Well, I'll tell you why. 
It's because you know you could and should have done differently or better. You know these things could have made a difference. You know you should have acted differently, but you didn't. That's the regret. That's the disappointment. So when we're doing this and we identify these things, right, what we need to learn how to do is acknowledge what happened. For some of you, you may have to experience some emotions that come up with that regret or disappointment, but then look at it through the lens of more purpose that these are the things that are going to give me the ability to build a better future, to not have to make those mistakes again. Reframe the way you look at the regret and understand that those are the clues. Those are the breadcrumbs that lead you in the direction that you need to go. So that's number one. You've got to complete your past. Here's number two. Big mistake number two that people make when it comes to setting goals is they only create goals based off of their current circumstances, not the realm of possibility. Here's the mistake that I made for so many years. Most of us do this. We limit what we believe to be possible for ourselves based off of our current circumstances. We let our lack of current results, the amount of money we make, the size of our team, keep us from believing that we have the ability to create better results in the future, right? We think things like this. I'd love to double my income this year, but, right, there's always the but. I'd have to work so much harder, right? Look at how hard I'm working today and I have barely any money. Or we think things like, I'd love to hit that top rank in my company, but we be realistic. Like realistic is the worst word in the world when it comes to goal setting. But I don't know if I'd be willing to sacrifice my commitments to my family or trade off these other areas of my life that are important. Look, these are huge mistakes that people make every single year. And it's the reason why we remain stuck in our lives. And it's also why we get caught up in the trap of recreating the same results over and over and over again. Look, here's where you have to wake up to this idea of your current circumstances. And we've talked about this in past episodes. Your current circumstances, right? That's the reality of your life that you see. Everything, all your results in your life are evidence of your past thoughts and beliefs. The thoughts and beliefs that you had about yourself and your business yesterday created your results today. See, I teach something to our students. We call it the formula for transformation. There are many people that teach kind of the same concept. They call it a lot of different things. Here's basically what it says, is that your thoughts create your feelings. And the way that you feel, that determines the actions that you take. And over time, the actions that you take create your results. Now, many people wrongly believe that their circumstances create their results. That's not true. Your thoughts are interpretations of your circumstances. So if you don't have, I'll give you an example. This is the trap that I fell into for a very long time. Because I never had a team and I wasn't making money and I was broke in my network marketing business the first couple of years, I was looking at my circumstances, which I was broke. I didn't have a team. And my thought, my interpretation was always, I'm not a good leader. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve success. I had negative thoughts. I was letting my external circumstances influence my internal thinking. 
I had negative thoughts. They created negative feelings. They caused me to do nothing. And I kept getting the same results over and over and over again. What I didn't realize is that I had the ability to change things. And what I want you to understand is this. If you limit what you believe to be possible for yourself in the future based off of what you see in front of you today, you are literally creating a future based on your past. You are thinking the same thoughts and creating the same results. Here's what I can tell you. Negative thoughts will create negative results 100% of the time. What you need to realize is this. Your current circumstances have nothing to do with your future results. Here's what does your thoughts and beliefs today. It is life-changing when you understand if you change your thoughts and your beliefs, if you consciously choose ones that empower you, positive thoughts and beliefs, guess what they create? Positive results over time. So you've got to learn to start thinking differently, thinking bigger, believing that results beyond what you have today are possible. This is where I want to direct you back to episode 115, if you've not listened to that one yet, called The Magic of Thinking Big. In that episode, and we'll link it right in the show notes, we discussed setting impossible goals, is what I call them. Now, most people struggle with this idea of setting impossible goals. These are things so far beyond anything you've ever done or imagined possible for yourself. People struggle with this because what they do is they look to their current circumstances or evidence from their past, right? We think things like this. Well, how could I possibly make that much money or build that big of a team or have you know, financial freedom in my life? I've never done anything even close to that before. Always looking to the past to determine what we think we can do in the future. Look, one of the best pieces of advice I could give you going into your goal setting for 2020 this year is this. You've got to get out of your past. Stop letting your past control you. Stop letting it dictate your future. You've got to start thinking bigger. You've got to get past your current circumstances. you got to start dreaming up impossible goals, things that truly excite you. Now, here's why we struggle, though, with this. We struggle with this because when we start thinking bigger and dreaming and setting impossible goals, it starts to threaten our current identity. And it starts to move us into the realm of uncertainty. And your brain does not like this. When you start dreaming and thinking big, your brain is like, what's going on? This is no bueno. Because your brain was not there to, it's not there to make you successful and free. It's there to keep you safe. And here's the thing, new opportunities, they provide a lot of uncertainty because what if it doesn't go the way you want? Or what if you try and you fail? So the brain, it craves certainty and safety. It wants to be comfortable, which is why people struggle so much with setting big goals. And here's the interesting thing. Even if your reality today is one that you hate and you don't like, it's still the reality that you know, and that provides your brain with certainty and comfort because it's what you know. And that's why when you first start this process of thinking bigger, it's really difficult, but you have to learn to fight through that. You can do it. And you can literally change your future with your thoughts of today. I really, really want you to understand that. 
So in 2020, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start focusing more on the longer term goals. See, when we talk about setting impossible goals, we teach our students not just to set one-year goals. And look, one-year goals are good and they have a role in your business. But the problem is, is if you only set one-year goals, if you only say, here's what I want to do in 2020, you will wind up limiting yourself. Because when you set shorter-term goals, it's hard to set impossible goals because it's such a short period of time, your brain immediately goes to, well, how am I going to get there? I'm here. It's only 12 months away. That'll be here before we know it. With one-year goals, you immediately focus on strategies and tactics and everything you need to do in order to hit those goals. Here's the big problem with that. I teach this over and over and over again. Success is not a matter of doing. It is a matter of being. And this year, what I want you to do differently, I want you to focus less on what you need to do, and I want you to start thinking bigger, and I want you to start focusing on who you need to be to make your dreams come true. I want you to start setting some 10-year goals. Now, this is going to require a much higher level of thinking, and it will threaten the certainty that your brain craves, and, and it requires you to be creative. But 10-year goals are what we call identity-shaking goals because they cause you to focus less on the doing and more on the being, right? It, it, you have to think about who would I need to be in order to hit these 10-year goals. So I strongly recommend, and I go much more in detail into the concept of 10-year goals in the Magic of Thinking Big, episode 115. But more than anything, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop limiting yourself. And I want you to start creating your goals from the realm of possibility, not your current circumstances. See, when you start from this place, anything is possible. If you can dream it, if you can think it, if God placed it in your heart, in your soul, then it's possible. It's there for a reason. So an example would be taking the one before, creating from the realm of possibility, you would say something like this, I want to double my income this year and have even more free time to spend with my family doing things that I love. Or I want to hit the top rank in my company and achieve the highest levels of success without having to sacrifice what's most important to me to still have the time freedom as well as the financial freedom. Look, when you create goals from possibility, it changes every single thing you do in your business. So make sure you do that this year. On to the third and the final mistake is this. You only set personal goals based on what you can get, not on what you can give. Look, I will tell you one of the secrets to success that changed my life is when I stopped thinking so much about what I could personally gain through my business and the work that I do in my life. And I started really thinking more about how I could contribute and what I could give. And what I'd like to challenge all of you to do this year is to go deeper and think bigger when it comes to your business. Look, as entrepreneurs, we get so caught up in what we do and what we can accomplish. We spend the majority of our lives defining ourselves by these things, right? It's the rank that we hold. It's the size of our teams. It's the money in our bank account. We obsess over making that next sale or getting that new recruit. But what we never realize is this, that when we are gone, none of that really matters. 
especially to the people that care about you the most. Here's what will matter, though. The person that you were during your lifetime, the lives that you touched along the way, the contribution you made and the impact that you made. What I want to challenge you to do this year, as you sit down and you start thinking bigger, the vision for your life, the 10-year goals, thinking out into the distance before you bring it back to the tactical one-year strategies, the incremental steps that are going to get you on the right path, I want you to ask yourself some important questions. Here's the first one. What do you really want to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? It's a scary question. People spend very little time thinking about these things. We just try to get through the day. We live with the TGIF mentality, just get into the week to get to the weekend. And it's like Bill Murray Groundhog Day over and over again. Before we know it, we lift our head up. Our life is over. Look, start thinking about this today. What do you want to do with your life? Here's a second question. How do you want to be remembered by the people in your life that you love and care about the most? What do you want those people to say about you when you're gone? I learned this really powerful exercise. I did it at a training event that I was at where they had us write our own eulogy, which at first I was like, that's kind of morbid. It's like a weird thing to do. But as I got into it, it moved me emotionally thinking about how would you know, my son or my wife giving my eulogy, what would they say about me? And what it really causes you to do is it really causes you to take inventory of what's important to you in your life. And it causes you to step back from achieving and grinding and going and start really thinking about how are you living your life in relation to other people. Look, here's one thing I can promise you. When you're gone at that eulogy, your eulogy, your kids, your wife, your husband, they're not going to be bragging about how committed to your work that you were how great a leader you were. You were always there for your team, for the three-way calls and the group chats. They're not going to be talking about those things. What they will talk about is the love that you gave them, those little precious moments that we so easily can let slip by in our constant desire to just be there and achieve and go, 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 go. It's those little moments that people remember. The last question I want you to ask yourself is what's the contribution that you're going to leave the world? Look, we talk a lot in our circle about legacy. I've created an entire movement that I call the Legacy Leader Movement. You all know this. You've been around long enough. We have some new listeners maybe you don't know. The Legacy Leader Movement is a totally different way to approach network marketing. It's looking through the lens of contribution. It's understanding every single thing you do every conversation you have with a prospect, every single sample you share, every time you share your business, every time you follow up with someone, every interaction you have are all opportunities for you to make a contribution. They all become a part of your legacy. Your network marketing business is the greatest vehicle you ever have in your life to leave a legacy. Your legacy is how you're gonna be remembered when you're gone. It's made up of the contribution that you make. Here's what I've learned, and, and I hope I can impart some wisdom to you. Because people used to say this to me when I was younger and still early in the game. And I usually just to kind of roll my eyes. But I really want to tell you, there's a reason why people say it. And here's what I want you to understand. Acquiring wealth and success just for the sake of wealth and success will not deliver you much satisfaction over time. My mentor used to say it. 
all the time. It was like a broken record. Bob, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. And I was when I was broke, I was 30 years old. I was living on a friend's basement couch, driving a car that sometimes it started, sometimes it didn't start, that I couldn't take dates out with because the driver's side door didn't work. And I had to climb in the passenger side door to get into the car. Yeah, I had one of those cars at 30 years old. When I was that point in my life, in my network marketing business for five years, still trying to make this thing work, it wasn't. And he kept saying to me, it's not about the money. I would roll my eyes and think, easy for you to say. I would want to strangle him. But as I sit here today, almost 20 years later, finally having achieved the financial freedom that I longed over, obsessed over for so long, I can tell you he was right, partially. I'll say it to you in a different way. I'll tell you it is very much about the money, but only because of what the money allows you to do in your life, not just for yourself, but for the betterment of other people that are not as fortunate as you. Look, I believe that once we have the resources in place to provide for ourselves and our families, that we are called to use the money that comes our way in a way that does good. This is what God directs me to do in my life. And I've also found that here's what's even more powerful. This attitude is the secret to happiness and fulfillment. You know, I think I, Tony Robbins said it best. Fulfillment comes from growth and contribution. You want to feel more fulfilled in your business and what you do in your life? Grow more and give more. See, we only grow so we can give, right? I'm obsessed with growth because I know the more I grow, the more I can give, not just financially, but with my energy and wisdom and ability and influence. And I'm telling you, if you can use the wealth and success that you are going to achieve, Notice I didn't say that you might, you are going to achieve. That needs to be your mindset. Let go of these limiting beliefs you have about money, that money makes you evil. Money just makes you more of what you are. If you're a creep, you make a lot of money, you can be a rich creep. And guess what? There's plenty of those on social media. But if you're somebody that has love and service in your heart and giving and you want to contribute, you make a lot of money, you are going to be able to contribute and love and give at a level you never would have dreamed possible before. So you gotta step into that powerfully and you gotta realize that if you can start thinking about once you're there, the contribution and impact that you're gonna make, here's what it does. It gives you the fuel to sustain your enthusiasm and momentum. Now, here's the problem though. Don't get caught up in the trap because sometimes I'll have people that say, Bob, I got this big vision. I wanna start this mission in Africa and I wanna save children. I'm like, that's amazing. And they're like, but I'm discouraged. Because it's so far away and I know, and I'm like, but here's the thing. Who are you serving today? See, maybe you're being tested, right? God's saying, look, I get it. You got this big vision, but what are you doing in the own four walls of your home? How are you showing up and serving those people? Are you serving the people that are in front of you? Because sometimes we have big dreams, but we're not ready for them yet. And the way that we get ready is by showing up. You know, I teach this philosophy, love, serve, grow. It's not love, grow, serve. It's love, serve, grow, serve and grow, become more, get more, deserve more. But that's the thing. Contribution unlocks that. So as you begin to plan your 2020 and beyond, I want you to get clear on the big vision for your life. I want to consider whom you will help. Once you've achieved 
your financial time and personal freedom, who are you going to give back to? Because I found that if you can commit to use your success to help others, it gives you a passion and a calling behind your work that you would never find otherwise. And here's the last thing I want to share with you. Some of you are so much closer to having a significant impact on others than you think. I like to share my personal kind of vision and my journey with you. Since I've started doing this, you know, I was attracted to network marketing. I didn't realize it at the time because I had a burning desire inside of me to want to make a contribution in the world. I wanted to make a difference. I always felt like that I was born to, I did, there was something I was supposed to do. I just had that feeling, even though I never really had any proof of it outside of me. In my heart, I was like, I'm here for a purpose. I feel that. I believe that to be true. And I've always wanted to find a way to build a platform that I could spread the power of love and contribution and impact. I wanted to make a difference. And over the last three years, I've been able to build this and we've been blessed and we built this amazing community and this very successful business. And, and I came up with this idea of legacy leadership. And my vision is I want to empower a whole new generation of leaders in this profession that we call legacy leaders. That's going to transform the world together because, you know, network marketing has been a gift that's changed my life. Thank God every day that somebody came to me and introduced me to this profession. And I want to share that gift with other people through the training and the work that we do. But a big part for me in terms of contribution is we want to find ways to give back. And we've given to charities, you know, over the last three years. And every time we do an event, we partner up with a local charity. And this year, we partnered up with an organization. You may have heard me talk about them before. They're called National Angels. And the founder of the organization, Susan Ramirez, spoke on our stage at our Impact and Growth Summit this past year. And I just fell in love with the work and the mission behind the work that they do. Actually, they work with children here in the U.S. in the foster care system. Prior to, to meeting Susan, I had no idea how much of an issue it was with kids in the foster care system here in the U.S., how underserved they were in terms of support. And Susan created a charity where they provide intentional love and giving to children in the foster care system. And I love this. I'm probably going to butcher it, but she has this saying I love. She says, every child deserves at least one stable adult that knows the color of their eyes and the passions of their heart. And she spoke on our stage and she talked about love. They have a program called the Love Box Program, where they, they have this intentional giving to these families that have foster children. And it so moved me at such a deep emotional level because I've got a two-year-old son. And Shannon and I say every day, you know, we tell him, we say how lucky he is. He's such a lucky little boy because his mommy and daddy love him so much. And I know that he's going to grow up in a household where he will know unconditional love. And I know what that's going to do. That's going to put him at an advantage over a lot of other kids that don't have that. There's not to say that there's still not a lot of other work to do, but I know I see the transformative power of love. I mean, babies die that if they're not touched, if they're not shown love, love transforms kids' lives. And I hear these stories of all these children that never know that in their life. And Susan's organization is on a mission to change that at a root level. At our event, we raised over $50,000 for them. And it was the most that they'd ever, ever raised partnering with a charity partner, which I was super proud of all of our community. I wasn't surprised because I know you guys, but I was really proud. And I remember leaving that event. It was just really weighing on me. I was like, I feel like there's more 
that I want to do. Shannon and I had been looking for a charitable organization here locally in the U.S. that we could somehow partner up with. And, and I just felt like our message is so intertwined together with love. And I was on the plane. And as you know, I'm writing a book. And I was in the process of writing this book. And the book's called Love, Serve, Grow. Like, Love Box Program. Love, Serve. I'm like, man, this is like, there's got to be something here. And I had this crazy idea. My crazy idea was this. What if I partnered up with Susan and donated 100% of the profits of the book to their organization to support the Love Box program? This was a crazy idea because I immediately thought about all the time that I've spent writing it and all the effort that I put in and the idea that I'm just going to, yeah, we'll just give away all the profits. Now, look, I don't even know if anyone will buy the book. Like, I know somebody will buy the book. But I don't know how big it's going to be. I'm just like, yeah, we'll just give the profits away. But here's the thing. I felt on my heart, like the message in this book is much bigger than me. The gifts that I've been given are much bigger than me. My story is not my story. My story is much bigger than me. And I thought about, it inspired me in a way that I don't know that I've ever been inspired before. To think about how this thing, this message, this book, we could put it out into the world. We could change potentially millions of your lives through the, the information in there that will transform your life and your business. And in the process of doing that, we could literally change the lives of thousands of children all over the world at some point that are in the foster care system that need to understand the power of love. And I went home and I told Shannon, and I was scared to death because I, was, <laughs> I, was, I thought she was going to be like, have you lost your mind? But I told her. And not to my surprise, she was as excited as I was. So that's a, a really big announcement. And it's a very special moment for me, for me to share this with you, that when my book comes out at some point in hopefully the spring of next year, we will be donating 100% of the profits to the National Angels. And here's why I'm most excited, because this is going to become a part of not just my legacy, this is going to become a part of our legacy together. We're going to do this together. Your support of this book we're going to change the lives of thousands of children all over the world. And there's nothing that excites me more. There's nothing that lights me up more than thinking of that impact and that contribution. We've set up a special link that no matter when you're listening to this episode, if you'd like to learn more about Susan's organization, and if you find it in your heart to want to support them, whether it's financially or maybe you want to be a part of their organization, you can do that. All you have to do is go to yourvirtualupline.com forward slash national angels. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. Here's the last thing I want to share with you. I really hope from the bottom of my heart that this episode today, what you take from it is this, that you are being prepared for something so much bigger in your life. You know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I look back at those early difficult days for me. I realize it now. God was not giving me what I wanted. He was giving me what I needed. And I'll say the same for you. Everything you've been through in your life, everything you went through in 2019, you were going through it for a reason. You are being prepared for something bigger. You have gifts and talents and abilities inside of you far greater than anything you can imagine. And if you're questioning your self-worth and whether you can ever be successful, I want you to borrow my belief in you. If you are involved in this profession, it is not a mistake. You are meant to be here. And I believe in you even if you don't yourself yet. 
you were connected to the company that you're with to share a product and an opportunity that can transform the lives of the people that you come in contact with. And because of that, you owe it to yourself and to your family to get over your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, and share what you have and who you are with the world. Look, promise me that you will not quit no matter how bad it gets. Do not quit. Don't stop. Do not let other people's opinions about what you do keep you from achieving your dreams and contributing your gifts to the world. You are meant for something bigger. So guys, thank you so much as always for being here. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I sincerely hope you got some value out of this episode today. If you did, leave me a comment, let me know, share this with somebody that you think it can help. And most of all, good luck in your planning for 2020. Take what you learned here in this episode today. Make sure 2020, I'm telling you, it's gonna be your year. So take care, everybody. I'll see you soon on the next episode.